How many of us can say that we followed our dreams, achieved our goals in life? These aren't easy boxes to check, but Catherine Terman has come pretty close. As head of the Victim Services Division, she is arguably the most consistently called upon FBI resource when bad things happen. Terman has presided over the victim-centered responses to every major FBI case since 9-11, including the Boston Marathon bombings, multiple mass casualty shootings, international kidnappings and murders, and scores of smaller but traumatic federal crimes. On this episode of Inside the FBI, podcast host JC gives us a look back on Terman's life and career. You'll hear how she got her start in federal service and about her 18 years leading the FBI's Victim Services Program, and how her passion for helping others has left an indelible mark on people both in and outside the Bureau. I'm Steve Lewis, and this is Inside the FBI. When Catherine Terman was a young teenager, she volunteered at a summer camp for children with disabilities. Years later, when she got to thinking about what she wanted to do for a living, it was experiences like that that inspired her. My roommate from college, we were talking the night before we graduated, and we were we were talking about our futures and what we wanted to do. And I, I told her that I wasn't sure exactly wanted what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted my life to be something more than just long. The volunteer work and the community work that I did was so much more meaningful than any other um, aspect of work or, or career that I could think of. That desire to help others and find meaningful purpose in her work and in her life started Terman down a path of public service, starting with her role as an aide for U.S. Senator John Hines of Pennsylvania. In the senator's office, Terman worked on a number of initiatives geared towards supporting children from low-income families. But in 1991, Senator Hines died in a plane crash, and Terman transitioned to the Department of Justice, a life-changing career move. At DOJ, she served in various capacities, all of them important stops on the road to the FBI. When she ran the Missing and Exploited Children's Program, she met U.S. Attorney Eric Holder, who later recruited her to run the Victim Witness Assistance Unit in his office in Washington, D.C., there, Terman also met Robert Muller, who was the senior litigator in the office's homicide section. The intersection of their jobs meant that Terman, Muller, and Holder spent a lot of time working difficult cases together. All of us, I think, would say that it was one of the best jobs we ever had because it was just so compelling and you really felt like you were almost comrades in a war zone because it was tough, it was challenging, heartbreaking cases, um, but a lot of good successes and a lot of good people not just the people that we worked with, but a lot of people in the community and a lot of the victims we worked with. Then in 1998, Holder and Attorney General Janet Reno asked Terman to lead the Department of Justice's Office for Victims of Crime, or OVC, the U.S. government's program and policy office on victims' issues. Its roles include managing the U.S. Crime Victims Fund, promoting justice and healing for crime victims, and supporting victims throughout their cases. So I did that and ended up... uh, working on a lot of terrorism cases, as well as running the office, but, you know, I had a great staff there. During her tenure at OVC, 
Terman and her staff assisted victims from the 1996 Kobar Towers bombing in Saudi Arabia, the 1998 U.S. Embassy bombings in Tanzania and Kenya, and the 2000 USS Cole bombing in Yemen. But one trial for the bombing of Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland, broke new ground. The trial began in 2000. Two Libyan suspects had been held in connection with the December 1988 bombing that killed 270 people, including 190 Americans and 11 Lockerbie residents. A special Scottish court was established on a former U.S. military base in the Netherlands. Ms. Reno's office called one day, and it was the day they were handed over, and said, can you be over here at four in the afternoon to meet with Ms. Reno and the DAG? And so that was when they tapped OVC to handle the victim services piece for the trial. But it had been almost 12 years since the bombing. And so the question was, how could OVC support all the victims' families and help them attend a trial based in the Netherlands? Terman's office proposed setting up remote video feeds, which were broadcast in closed-circuit sites in D.C., New York, London, and Scotland. This was unprecedented. The U.S. Crime Victims Fund paid travel costs for hundreds of families who attended these broadcasts and the trial. That was very intense, a lot of time spent with families and overseas. The support Terman and her team gave those families was a turning point in how the U.S. government assists victims of terrorism and other federal crimes, including the 9-11 attacks. Coming up next, we'll learn how the experience of the Lockerbie trial prepared Terman for what came next, a call from an old colleague. Robert Mueller, who Terman had worked with back at the U.S. Attorney's Office, began his appointment as FBI director just a week before 9-11. He'd seen how Terman had effectively helped so many victims' families, and he realized that the FBI's program was not going to be adequate to meet the enormous and immediate need the 9-11 attacks presented. Even in the weeks after 9-11, I was in and out of FBI headquarters for meetings, and I ran into him a number of times, and he said, I'm having trouble here. He said, I don't know we don't seem to have a very strong victim services program. And I said, you don't. It's under asset forfeiture. And he's like, yeah. And he said, I'm looking into that. It wasn't long before Director Muller had figured out the solution to his problem. In mid-December, I got a call from him, and he said, can you come over and uh, run this new office? Terman quickly went to work building up the FBI's program, first called the Office for Victim Assistance, or OVA. In her role at the Justice Department, she had helped lay the groundwork for a more expansive FBI victim witness program using proceeds from seized criminal assets that make up the Crime Victims Fund. The funding stream, still in place today, included hiring dedicated victim specialists in the FBI's 56 field offices, along with a smaller number of specialists trained to interview children. But there would be hurdles along the way. Building a more professional team meant establishing new benchmarks, including a requirement that all victim specialists have a bachelor's degree in a social or behavioral science and a few years of work experience. If you're going to be a victim specialist and you're going to work pretty much independently with traumatized members of the public, you want people who have sound professional backgrounds, who understand um, social and behavioral science um, who have some experience actually working with victims of violent crime and trauma. Of course, this didn't sit well with everyone. Some employees felt forced out of positions they had grown into and loved, but others rose to the challenge and pursued and finished degrees. It was a little bit controversial. It was painful for some people. 
So, um, but it, it, we was we were as fair as we could be in that process, and I think the results have sort of spoken for themselves because we have a pretty highly professional uh, workforce of victim service providers. Michelle Stewart, a victim specialist in our Salt Lake City field office, whose responsibilities include large parts of rural Montana, was one of the Bureau's original victim specialists. She has seen the full sweep of changes since Terman's arrival in 2002 and her influence at the highest levels of government. I think Director Mueller brought her in um, because he, too, had some vision post 9-11 when we were ill-equipped to deal with anything um, that we needed a professional workforce inside the FBI. That was Catherine's charge when she came to the FBI was to build, you know, a highly capable professional workforce that was educated and trained and capable of delivering the kind of victim services that we were responsible to providing victims and, and more than just a letter. I mean, really having the ability to do more, not less, and not the And there was another hurdle, the cultural one. At the time, some FBI agents openly worried that adding victim specialists to their offices would mean they'd lose resources for their cases, or they didn't think this was something the FBI should do at all. Terman recalls one special agent in charge of a field office telling her, We are not a social work agency. We're law enforcement. We lock people up. We don't hug people. You know, this is just BS. We don't need this. Why do we need to follow these rules? For Robert Anderson, a police officer turned special agent who retired in 2015 as head of the Bureau's Criminal Cyber Response and Services Branch, developing and nurturing a program supporting crime victims was a no-brainer. He had personal experience with a similar program through the Delaware State Police and was supportive of Terman and the program. Anderson remembers just how hard Terman had to fight, and he credits her with ultimately raising the profile of victim services in a bureau steeped in law enforcement tradition. I can tell you, I've been in some of those meetings where we're when some of the older school guys, you know, just didn't look at it that way. And it wasn't that it was right or wrong. It was just that's not how they grew up in the FBI. And I think as we came out of 9-11 and we moved into the next century and we tried to modernize the FBI into a new intelligence organization and law enforcement organization, that victim's assistance and advocacy side of the house was able to go with that. And I really think uh, the champion of that, uh, honestly, was Catherine. Meanwhile, Michael Mason, a former Marine who was a special agent for nearly two decades before rising to executive assistant director of the Bureau's criminal investigations, counted himself among the early skeptics. I think that uh, my first thought was, is this really, you know, is this really a core function of the FBI? Changing this outlook across the agency took time, three to four years. But Terman was determined. She would explain that victims can be deeply affected by law enforcement interviews and death notifications. And she'd present evidence that good victim-oriented programs lead to stronger cases and outcomes. After meeting Catherine and talking with her and understanding what she was doing, I really came to a whole different understanding of the program and its objectives and really how our work was not just done, you know, doing an investigation and how we treated victims was very, very important. And so she made, she just made a true believer out of me. And at the end of the day, the work of the victim specialists spoke for itself. They went in and built relationships with the agents. They proved their worth. They proved that, you know, what they brought to the table it was going to help support the agent's work. It was going to help support their case and a better outcome. 
These days, more than 170 victim specialists work out of our field offices, while teams at FBI headquarters manage programs for the families of terrorism and child sex abuse victims, as well as the National Victim Notification Service that provides ongoing and timely updates on cases. And in 2015, Terman added two crisis response canines, Wally and Geo, to the ranks. A few years ago, OVA evolved into our Victim Services Division, or VSD. The program has managed 30 mass casualty responses and served almost 2 million victims since 2005. As part of those responses, VSD has a rapid deployment team made up of victim specialists, analysts, and agents who can fly anywhere in the U.S. at any time to manage on-scene services and support. The 2017 mass shooting in Las Vegas required an unprecedented response because of the large number of victims. 58 killed and nearly 900 injured. Every element of the program is aimed at providing timely and targeted resources, whether it's a large active shooter response or a single victim of elder fraud. You know, that immediate aftermath has very unique sort of tasks and issues that come with it. If you do it well, it helps people on the road to coping and to kind of adjusting to life after one of these things. If you do it badly... It's just another set of chains that people have to drag behind them. Bad memories of how they were treated. They didn't get what they needed. In looking back over Terman's 18-year career at the FBI, Director Mueller called her an empathetic pioneer. And Director Ray said her legacy will remain long after she departs the Bureau. Terman acknowledges that she's been able to hold fast to her goal of making a difference. And she stresses that the contributions of the people around her have been a big part of that. I think building the team that I have, and I haven't done it alone, but just building, professionalizing, and then hiring good people and letting them do their work and letting them develop the program in in ways that I couldn't think of on my own or couldn't do on my own. And good things come out of that. You get good outcomes um, with victims, even if the case doesn't necessarily end up the way they want it, the criminal case. But if you've done the right thing for them and you've done it well and you've been caring and compassionate, then that's what they're going to remember. I'm very proud of just where VSD has come and the people that are a part of it, whether they're the victim specialists out in the field or the people in VSD past and present who've, who've been there. I hope if I do anything well, I hire well and try to help keep people just stay focused on, you know, is this the right thing to do for the victims in this case? It's been the greatest honor of my life to lead this program. It's just been amazing. Thanks for joining me on this look back at Catherine Terman's role at the FBI. To read our story chronicling her career, visit fbi.gov slash Terman. And to learn more about the Victim Services Division, visit fbi.gov VSD. This has been another production of Inside the FBI. I'm JC from the FBI's Office of Public Affairs. Thanks again for tuning in.